Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as I'm coming to you live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I am inside the Raiders World Headquarters in Henderson and ready to roll. Today is the first day of Raiders football on the radio for me this season. I was slowing everybody down. I told you that this was a quiet, quiet, quiet preseason, offseason. It was till about two weeks ago when there was an injury or two and some roster changes were going to happen. But I don't go early. I don't open up the doors early. I want everybody to show up when it counts, and it counts starting today. We're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, all of the great PT's locations that are gearing up for Raiders football, all the games, happy hour, fantasy football leagues, wherever you go in town. Look to the left, look to the right, look in front of you, and behind you, you just passed the PT's, 60 locations in the Valley. PTs fuels the monologue. So as we begin the show, I'm asking for one thing. I swear I don't ask for anything. I don't ask for donations. Sign up for my website. Do this. I don't ask you for anything other than bringing your A game. And I need you to step up right now. I need everybody who can hear my voice to be at their best and go balls out Raider Nation style. Period. Don't let up. Go big. Have a lot of fun. Use the show as a sounding board to get emotional. Tweet at JT the Brick. Do whatever you want to do. We are loaded. My guest list is the best it's ever been in Raider history because I live in Vegas. We got contacts here, and we are going to cover football better than you've ever heard it on the radio. That's my goal, to set the bar that high, to give you the best of the best here from noon to 2. If you listen to my nighttime show on Sirius XM, it's the same thing there. And we're ready to go. It was a, you know, this is our second football season with a pandemic going. And last year, no fans were able to attend. It's a glorious time now that we're talking less than a week, Monday night football. We'll be at Allegiant Stadium with the packed house. So that's what I'm excited about. I'd love to hear from you. This week, I really like it to be super positive because there's going to be weeks where it's not super positive. The Raiders are going to come off a loss, maybe a loss to a team you didn't expect, whatever it's going to be. You're going to have the ability to come on this show and say whatever you want, as long as you show respect, as long as you don't make it personal, and as long as you're not going low and making it personal, you can say whatever you want on this show. That's always been the focus of my show. But this week, we have an extra day with games being played, a couple extra days. Thursday, we have Dallas at Tampa Bay, and then we have all day Sunday, Sunday night football, and then the Raiders go last and play on Monday night football at Allegiant Stadium. I think what I'd like to do this week is talk to you about your expectations for the season. I didn't want to do a lot of that a month ago because I knew the roster wouldn't be set. I knew the roster wouldn't be set until now, so I didn't want to waste a lot of time. I don't like burning hours on the radio doing nothing. I'd like to make sure that we get the most out of it, and today we start with that. So the number is 702-365-9200, at JT the Brick on Twitter and Facebook. And let's get your expectations for the season. Now, what I'm doing tonight and tomorrow night 
on my Mad Dog show on Sirius XM. I call it my Super Bowl preview show. And I do this every year. I want the winner of the Super Bowl. If you'd like to do that, too, you don't have to wait for my night show. You can do that, too. If you have the winner of the Super Bowl and the league MVP, I'll take that over the next couple of days. But most importantly, I want to concentrate on the Raiders this week and expectations. No one has pointed out to you more the utter disrespect that this team is getting. From NFL.com today to Pro Football Talk to all the websites that I pointed out, Joe Shad, who covers the Dolphins, calling the Raiders one of the worst teams in football. I can say this honestly. I got hired the same day that John Gruden did the first time around. I really did. It's, how bizarre is that? I got hired when John Gruden got hired to be the coach of the Raiders. 1998, my first year with the team. Now it's, you know, you look at where we're at today at 2021. I'm blessed to still be in this seat considering what's gone on in the world and radio over the last 23 years. I'm honored to be here. But what I want to do is I want to be optimistic when we have a reason to be optimistic. And we have that right now. Everybody is dumping on the Raiders. Everybody is dumping on the Raiders to a man and a woman when it comes to the insiders. Nobody is giving this team even credit for bringing in K.J. Wright. I'm talking to people over the last week or two, and they're asking me about the roster. I was on a Baltimore radio show this morning on a Zoom. And the guy actually said to me, JT, I don't know much about this team. Tell me about them. Wow, where do I begin? And I talked about the offense being loaded. Josh Jacobs has the freshest legs, I think, in all of football, right? This guy's getting his legs massaged every day. He's not playing. This guy should be as fresh and ready to go as anybody out there. But the defense had vast changes in the offseason, led by Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator. He takes over with a new philosophy on defense based on the principles that he was able to use when he was in Seattle, building the Legion of Boom. A great defense that ended up going to a Super Bowl, two of them, and winning one. And now he's brought in several players that have played for him who understand his defensive concepts. And they're pretty good players. K.J. Wright is the best of all of them. A 10-year legend in this league. I really believe a borderline Hall of Famer. Bobby Wagner is a lock to go to the Hall of Fame. Just like Ray Lewis, you can debate that K.J. Wright's 10 years in Seattle, the games he played in, the way he played, the leadership, the tackles, everything he did is on pace to be considered a Hall of Fame level. I covered Harry Carson. I saw Harry Carson at the Super Bowl in Canton, Ohio. I I look at these two players similarly. The Giants had Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player of all time. K.J. Wright played alongside Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, and some really good players, but he might have been the best on multiple Sundays every year because he was that good. And the Raiders got him at the age of 32, 10 years in, and he is one pissed-off dude with something to prove. So this week, Tanner Muse was waived. And a lot of people came after me and said, Oh, my God, they, they flamed out on another third-round pick. Lynn Bowden and Tanner Muse, two third-round picks that are not playing. Uh, Lynn Bowden didn't even make the team. They got rid of him early on a trade to Miami. You know why they got rid of him? 
They got rid of him because he wasn't a leader. He came in here. They didn't like his qualities off the field, wink, wink, during a pandemic. And they said, you know something? We got too many young players on this team, really young, like Jonathan Abram, really young, like you know, good young players on this team that are impressionable, Trayvon Mullen, whoever it was. We don't want him around. So did they whiff on that pick? Absolutely they whiffed on that pick. You need a better player than Bowden who's now playing in Miami. When it comes to Tanner Muse, Tanner Muse was a player that was coming to the Raiders to be kind of a player that could play multiple positions, some safety principles, a linebacker, special teams, and all of that. And he was let go because they brought in K.J. Wright and Denzel Perriman. How many times do I got to explain this to everybody? Figure out where you are emotionally to handle this topic. Tanner Muse would have been a great player here and maybe would have started at linebacker. Might have played on this team. Would you rather have Tanner Muse or K.J. Wright? If you have to pause and think about that for a half a second, don't call my show. You got one of the best players in the league the last 10 years, and Tanner Muse lost his job because of that. Denzel Perryman is a much, much better player than Tanner Muse. He was brought in because the Raiders looked at their personnel after the injury to Nicholas Morrow and said, we got to get better and we better get better quickly. So players were waived and let go. Contracts were redone. Thank you, Nick Kwiatkowski, and some of the other deals that were done to give signing bonuses to restructure the cap to bring in these players. This should be a celebration in the Raider Nation that K.J. Wright is here with the potential to be a great player. I don't know if he can stay healthy. I think he can. The guy's a warrior. So deals happen all the time. If you want to rip on Mayock for missing two third-round picks, I understand that. You're not a great organization if your third-round picks don't even make it out of camp or they don't play a game due to injury and you got to move on from them. But if you're bringing in better players who are exceptional in this league to one of the worst defenses we've seen in the history of this franchise, come on. I mean, B class is half empty at least the week leading up to Monday Night Football. Does that make sense? You've got to look yourself in the mirror as a Raider fan. And I'm not saying week three, four, five, or six. That could change. It's either going to be euphoria, this team's going to be hanging out around 500, or if they get off to a slow start, we'll deal with it. But the week leading into the Baltimore game, no one's given the Raiders any credit. Where is the column by an NFL insider saying, you know, last two weeks, Raiders have really pivoted and brought in some good defensive players, and I'm rethinking my prediction on the Raiders. Nobody. Crickets. So even when the Raiders do something and they bring in better players, no debate. No one changes their script, goes back on their computers and laptops, hits the edit button, and goes, you know, I had this team winning seven, but they got K.J. Wright. I might go to eight. Nobody. Because they hate this team. They disrespect this team. They continue to disrespect this team at an alarming rate. How many weeks have I told you about this love fest with the Chargers and the Broncos? How, how many weeks? What's changed with the Chargers and the Broncos? Chargers get Derwin James back. He's a great safety. What else? What else have the Chargers done that's anywhere near as significant as what the Raiders did to revamp their defense? And the Raiders already have a better offense than the Chargers. 
when it comes to weapons and what they can do in the running game. Denver. What are we doing with Denver? I got, I got insiders saying that Denver's going from worst in the AFC West where the Raiders swept them to the playoffs. What the hell did they do other than naming Teddy Bridgewater the starter? Who would they bring in? Who was their free agent future Hall of Famer that they brought in? No respect. So we got a couple of days here on the show to really go out of the way and talk about the expectations of this team. I don't get paid to make predictions. I think this is a 9-10 win team. I think they're better. I know they're better than last year. But I can't predict games. I don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter on a tip ball, a pick six, an onside kick. I can't predict that. But I know the roster is better. They lost a couple offensive linemen. I have confidence that they replaced them. And they're doing something good. And the defense is vastly improved. If you don't think the Raider defense is vastly improved, I'm talking vastly improved, then I don't know why you're buying into this team this year. If you don't at least, at least buy into the fact that they did everything they possibly could, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Gus Bradley, who recruited his ass off. I mean, I hope Gus is getting a commission on all of this or someone gives him a new Range Rover or you know, a great dinner on the Strip. For every player that he's bringing in here. If you would have told me before the start of the summer, going back to June, that this team would have Yannick Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, K.J. Wright on this team, those three guys are impact guys that needed to walk into this building. They're all healthy. They're all ready to go. That makes the team on paper vastly improved on defense. Now, can they get the scheme quickly? Can they stop Lamar Jackson? Now, Baltimore's coming in, and I did a lot of prep on Baltimore over the weekend. You know, they win all their preseason games, which is really bizarre. They win every one. They won like 20 in a row. But this team is decimated. They lost J.K. Dobbins. They lost their first-round wide receiver. They've been banged up. They've had a lot of receivers that haven't even been in practice. The Raiders are getting Baltimore at a great time. I'm not saying... And Vegas thinks because the Raiders are a significant underdog at home, there aren't a lot of people that are going to pick the Raiders to beat Baltimore. I'm one of them because of the injuries that Baltimore has sustained and their lack of practice with their starters at practice. Forget about the preseason game. Don't even look at a preseason game because they won them all. But the fact that their A-list, A-team did not get a lot of reps, Lamar Jackson's had COVID twice, and they've had injuries at the wide receiver position, give the Raiders more than a puncher's chance in this first game to win the game outright at home. That's the way I look at it. If Baltimore was coming into Las Vegas at 100%, I'm talking two healthy linebackers, fresh receivers plus a new stud receiver, it'd be tough to pick them to win. You'd think, hey, maybe they cover the spread, they make it a game. Now the Raiders are a hell of a live dog and have a shot to win. I talked to someone over the weekend who's in the know. In the no-no. I mean, they know this team outside the building. And said that Derek Carr is poised to have an MVP season. I said, please explain. Carr has looked so exceptional in the preseason with practices, with the charted completions and everything he's doing, and how locked in he is, that this individual, I swear to God, there's a true story, 
compared Carr right now to Drew Brees at the same exact age. He says that Carr is as good as Brees at the line of scrimmage in reading defenses. And he's going to shock the world this year because Carr's going to be changing plays. He's going to be running more. The ball's going to come out quicker. Now, we got to hope this offensive line with Andre James and what we're going to see with Leatherwood can hold up, but that Carr is poised to have an incredible year. And I started the monologue off with Josh Jacobs, and I want to say it again. You know, Josh gets beat up a lot. He does. That's why they brought in Kenyon Drake. And maybe he's going to get less touches. I don't know. But I would run this guy into the ground week one and two. I'd give him the ball 30 times. I'd go right at these teams, and I'd run with Josh Jacobs, the Alabama legend. I'd make sure he was ready to carry this football team to a 1-1 one one start or a 2-0 and o start. Fresh legs, completely rested in the offseason. He's got to be able to go. Darren Waller's ready to go. Hunter Renfro, completely healthy, ready to go. Ruggs and Edwards, poised to have breakout seasons. And a defense led by this guy, K.J. Wright, who met the media and talked about his ability to help the Las Vegas Raiders win. Season, I've, I've been pissed off all offseason. I've been very, very angry. I've been at peace, but I've been mad at the same time, if that makes sense. And so I got um, I had a lot of people down me this offseason, and um, I, I still, I'm still keeping it going. I'm thankful to be here, but that, that burning desire you're talking about, yeah, it's, it's, it's on 100 right now. His, his burning desire is at 100 right now. We need to hear this. He's a team leader now. Every team wanted him. He was available. It was a money deal. He was waiting, waiting, waiting for the ideal situation. It didn't pop up with other teams. It popped up at the last second for the Raiders, and he took it. They talked about it. They definitely talked about it. And I've, um, like I said, I've had a lot of success in my career. And coming in, be that guy to when things go good, when things go bad, I'm that calming presence that's in the locker room, that's on the football field. And that's what I was telling them. You know, um, I've been in some situations to where I felt like my, my presence made an impact on us being successful. And so um, um, I'm thankful to be here. And there's so many other guys out here, too, with Max and, and Yannick, guys that's played in this league a while. We're going to all collaborate, make sure this defense is, at the, is one of the best. Yeah, this guy sounds great, doesn't he? Everybody does. Gerald McCoy. I mean, what a mature team. Max Crosby, who's going to join us this week. Max Crosby is confirmed coming on the show. I mean, these guys are saying all the right things. They're ready to go and ready to play. Uh, Wright talked about his first impression of the team once he got out to practice. Yeah, I uh, looked, looked up the roster, looked at the D-line, the linebackers, and um, watched, watched a little film on them. And I said, oh, these, these, guys, these guys are pretty good. I watched that preseason game that they had against um, Seattle. And so um, this team is hungry. It's really good energy here. Everybody wants to be successful. Um, that's in this building. So I love it. It's really good vibes. And um, we got to make sure we start fast on Monday. Just start fast. Come out ready to work. Uh, Wright talked about Gus Bradley. Let's jump ahead to his comments on Gus, who's supposed to make the transition a little bit easier for one of the star linebackers in this league for a decade. I believe so. There's a lot of similar lingo that, that he had that's been transferred over now. So I'm able to talk to the guys with the same verbiage, same, same signal, same communication. And so just pick it up really quick. Because if I was to go to like a 3-4 team, I would have been, that would have been like really big, big baby steps for me. But get plugged right in. I understand the gaps, the, the calls. So it feels good. Yeah, he seems really comfortable with Gus Bradley in this system because it could be simplified for him with some really good teammates in front of him in that improved defensive line. So he likes to fit going forward. It's just simple. It's simple. You got the call. 
you got the, the the stuff up front, just execute it. And so Gus not go, you know, he don't throw too much at us. We just want to play fast. That's what the, the good defenses do. You seen Gus throughout his whole career. He's at the top uh, when it comes to you know total points and um, just turnovers. And so you get what you emphasize with um, Coach Bradley, and got to make sure we execute what he wants. I mean, what would you do to get KJ right in here? I'd do anything. Everybody on this defense at linebacker, I would have given up for KJ Wright. That is Littleton, Kwiatkowski, Morrow, and Denzel Perryman. I would have gotten rid of any one of those guys to get KJ Wright in here. Do you understand that? Do, do I make myself clear of the impact that this guy could have on the silver and black? He is here now. He should be your leader on the defense. More so, and I'm good with the leaders. I, li- I told you Yannick Ngakwe was coming before he got here. I'm a big Mad Max guy. I'm hoping Casey Hayward, two-time Pro Bowler, plays there. To get K.J. right with this much left in the tank, hopefully, healthy, knowing the system, ahead of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, holy crap, what a Christmas present. You, you really felt good going with Tanner Muse or Divine Diablo getting some snaps? Or Kwiatkowski playing more? You got K.J. Wright. Take advantage of that, and let's see if he can make some plays. Now, I I thought the same thing at Littleton last year, and he didn't show up. He didn't show up. So now you got K.J. Wright and Littleton together, two out of your three linebackers in a rotational defense that's simplified with Gus Bradley. That sounds really good to me. That sounds really good to me. Let me tell you what we got lined up, as you should be calling 702-365-9200. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the president of the Raiders, Dan Ventrelli. He's going to join us in studio on the importance of the Clear app. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. I'm inside the building today. I know more than people outside the building. It is a priority to download the Clear app. This is a really big deal. There are a whole bunch of people now who should not be confused on how easy it is to get into a Raider game. This is now on you. Okay, Raider fans, this is on you. Be prepared. Go to Raiders.com. Download the Clear app. It takes less than four minutes to do. You're going to have to follow what you have to do. You have to take your vaccination card and take a picture of it from the Clear app, not from a picture that you have from your phone and transfer it. you got to follow the protocol to get in this building. Also, the news today. For those who are coming in from Canada or outside the country, for those who are going to need extra time, the Raiders are making available Saturday and Sunday before the game on Monday so you can get set up at a tented area for alternative screening. If you are partially vaccinated by September 13th, the digital or foreign vaccination record that is unable to be uploaded to clear the Raiders will walk you through that Saturday and Sunday at the stadium. Also, if you're bringing a 12 to 13-year-old fully vaccinated guest with you, they have it all set. This is on you now. You have to follow the rules. The Raiders have a very easy, simple, simple, but strict vaccination code. You know this. Download the app. That's why they brought me in the building today. I'm here. I wasn't planning on being here today. They brought me in the building. I sat in meetings. I talked to the president who's coming up, going to come here in about five minutes, and we're going to talk to you about 
the ease of getting into the stadium. We've talked about egress, how to come in, how you're going to Uber, how you're going to get to your tailgate. It's on you now. You got to listen and you got to get this protocol down. It's really easy, but you got to download that clear app right now. Don't wait another 10 minutes. Stop whatever you're doing. Download the clear app for free and put in your vaccine information that you're vaccinated and come to the game without a mask. That's all you got to do. And then all you got to do is go into the proper entrance where your ticket is, go into that gate, no mask, get to the bar, have a couple of beverages, watch me host the pregame show with Eric Allen. You won't believe who's going to be live on our set. We're doing the pregame around the torch. So if you go to the Al Davis Memorial Torch hours before the game, we'll be there on the pregame show. Excited to tell you about that. But we really need the Raider Nation to cooperate on this. We're not asking you. We're telling you. You have to do this or you're not getting into the game. You can't get into the game unless you follow a couple of very easy, simple steps. All the work has been done with you, uh, for you from the Raiders and clear. Just do it. So we don't have a bunch of complainers. We don't want to deal with these negative people in town who complain about everything. We want a really positive experience for Raider fans. And it's all set up to be epic. It's the biggest sporting event in the history of Las Vegas, Monday Night Football. If you're fortunate enough to have a ticket, I hope you're coming. And you're going to be prepared to get in that building on time. And it's all going to depend on the Clear app. All going to depend on the Clear app. 702-365-9200. When we come back, Dan Ventrelli, the president of the Raiders, on what the protocol looks like and how he can help you by showing you the protocol on how to get into the game easy. It's really important, and I'm happy that they brought me in here to talk to the president, Dan Ventrelli, coming up in a few minutes. Also, Jeff Sherman with the moving lines heading into week one. How do you bet week one in the NFL? We got you covered there. Brought to you by Grimaldi's. Five locations, the absolute best pizza I've ever had. Uh, I would say to play the auto position, and if he needs me at any other positions on nickel, to know it and play that at a high level. And so... I pride myself on knowing all three positions. I've done them throughout my whole career. Started at Sam, Mike, and Will. And so whatever the coach needs me to do on Sundays and Mondays, I'll be there for him. JT, back with you on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. And on that Raiders mobile app as I'm live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center today. And for me, this is a big day. This is the kickoff of Raiders football in the regular season as we get ready for the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football, and it's a pleasure and honor to welcome in Dan Ventrelli, the president of the Raiders. Dan, thanks for coming into this great studio. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invitation. This is fantastic. First, you got your Notre Dame gear on. That was one hell of a game. A little bit tougher than most Notre Dame fans thought, huh, at Florida State? Absolutely. All that matters is the outcome, right? And I think they say that College football is better when Notre Dame's winning close games, right? Or at least I say that. I, I watched that game. I was on the radio that night, and, you know, Notre Dame took control of the game midway through. But you've got to give Florida State credit with the Bobby Bowden, that background, the quarterback coming in who was injured to play that game. I mean, they pushed your Irish to the brink, but good teams know how to finish out and close it out in overtime. That's right. And ironically, I think the 
you could argue that the game was won by the tuck rule, right? I mean, yeah, that call absolutely. gets that call gets overturned. The the made field goal comes off the board. They miss the closer field goal, and then we win it at the end. It was incredible. Great win for the Irish. I want to start off because I'm here today to talk to you about the Clear app, and I think this is really important that our fans, the Raider Nation, understand everything. You were at the press conference with Mark Davis when you initiated the relationship with Clear. Tell us about that relationship and how important and easy it is to use this app. Sure. I mean, obviously for us, health and safety at our event is the number one priority, right? So we started with that and tried to understand how we could create an environment where we could bring people the game day experience that they love and they remember, right? We want a full stadium. We want to make sure we can have a full stadium all season long. We want to make sure people can gather with their friends, cheer, celebrate, and enjoy the game day experience that they love. Not have to wear a mask, be able to not uh, have concern or apprehension about their health or their safety. And so that was the starting point. In order to execute that, we initiated this relationship with Clear, who has been awesome about helping us set up a system where fans can have a safe and easy verification mechanism that can get them into the game quickly and can require very little effort on the front end for them to execute. So it's a simple process. You can download the Clear app. You only have to do it one time. You enter your proof of vaccination and your ID. It's free. It doesn't cost the fan um, any money to do. It takes only about five minutes. And once you have your verification completed, it's good for the entire season. You don't have to do it before every game. All you have to do is sign in, verify your identity, just like you would to sign into iTunes, and you get your green screen and walk through the gate. So this is critical. Uh, Dan Ventrelli joins us, the president of the Raiders. This is critical for everyone listening, everyone in the Raider Nation, to have this go viral and talk. Pick up the phone and call other Raider fans because – Dan, quite frankly, this only works if fans cooperate and do it. And what we're here to talk about today is we don't want this to be Monday night, people getting dropped off at Ubers, getting off the bus, and all of a sudden looking down at their phone, needing to download that. That won't be a pleasant experience for a lot of fans when it comes to having their vaccination card. You have to take a picture of the vaccination card onto the Clear app. You can't move that picture to your phone and then bring it back again. So the process is very easy, but we want to get out in front of this. Correct. Yeah, this is not something you want to do on game day. You want to do this as soon as possible. You want to do it right now. It takes a very small effort um, in order to complete the process. And like I said, it's up and available right now. You can do it now. You complete it once, and it's good for the entire season. So being proactive, doing it early, will save everybody time and energy on game day. Dan Ventrelli joins us from the Raider facility. So, Reasons you would need to go to alternative screening. This is very important for our listeners. If you are partially vaccinated by September 13th, if you have a digital or foreign vaccination record that is unable to be uploaded to clear, and if you are bringing a 12 to 13-year-old fully vaccinated guest with you. So this alternate screening tent is very important. And you told me before we started We have the opportunity to go to this tent on Saturday and Sunday before the game on Monday. Correct. The alternate screening will be open on the north side of the stadium from 1 to 6 on Saturday and from 1 to 6 p.m. on Sunday. Again, though, the best way to do it, um, if you are able, is to go on to the Clear app. You can go on to Raiders.com forward slash clear for more information on how to do that. 
There's a complete how-to video there that'll demonstrate the entire process start to finish. There's a link to download the Clear app, so you can just click through there and have the app in front of you and operational immediately. This was a bold decision and one I support by Mr. Davis, Mark Davis, and the organization, and you were a big part of those discussions. Why this way? This is important. A lot of Raider fans believe in this. There's always going to be a little bit of pushback when something new happens, but take me behind the scenes of some of those meetings when you came up with this decision. Yeah, look, I mean, I think we all know that Mark's very invested in this community. The health and safety of this community is the most important thing to him. And it all started with that. As I said, protecting the health and safety of our guests is the priority. Um, The other priority is making sure that all of our guests get to enjoy the game without there being uncertainty, right? This situation and landscape seems like it's ever-changing, but we felt like if we could do this at the start of the season, it created a process where all of us could know the stadium would be full all year. We created a process where we knew people could celebrate at these games the way they love to celebrate. They could be loud and vocal, gather with their friends, not have to worry about masks, and be able to do that in a safe way. Yeah, I think the key is, you know, I've been to Guns N' Roses, Garth Brooks, the soccer game, I dropped my kids off. And you want the message to be, Dan, very accurate going into a Raider game, that you need to be vaccinated because this is such an important moment. And that's what I wanted to jump into next. You've been with this organization for a long time. I think the listeners would like to know your backstory. And especially I know that you were on all of these early trips from Oakland, scouting that location, a part of this in the community getting this stadium built. How excited are you for Monday after all this hard work you guys have put in all these years? No, this is a, this is exciting for the Raiders. It's exciting for the community. It's exciting for everybody who's been involved in this process. Most importantly, it's exciting for the fans, right? I mean, we're, we love the building. We're proud of it. We're proud of all of um, the uh, effort that went into on the front end, but we're most proud that we get to host it. We get to host um, our fans, the most important people in Raider Nation in that building on Monday. And that's really the thing that we're looking forward to um, the most is to have that same active, festive environment in that building with Raider Nation the way that we love it and all remember it. So it was a weird situation last year to have the building and have it be beautiful without anybody in it, right? I mean, um, Mark Davis was public about the fact that he didn't even go to the games if the fans couldn't go to the games. And so to have that opening celebration here in this community with with the way the community has embraced the team um, is going to be an amazing environment on Monday night. And that's why it's so important to make sure that everybody does what they need to do with the clear app and preparation in order to be able to get there and celebrate the way we all love to. Dan Ventrelli, president of the Raiders, as we wrap it up. I really think this is about letting fans know to be buttoned up, have fun, have as much fun as you've ever had as a Raider fan, but you got to be prepared coming in. We're in the middle of a pandemic still. The Raiders are given an opportunity to make this easy with the Clear app so everybody can get in the building and those who don't have a mask on can celebrate Raider Nation, but the protocol coming in is pretty important and pretty accurate And as we can recap this again, so you're recommending everybody get out in front of this starting today. I did it the first day. I did it weeks ago after you had the press conference because I've had the clear app for years going through airports, and it's changed my life with the amount of travel I do. It's a very easy app. And again, the alternative screening, as you mentioned, will be available on Saturday and Sunday before the game on Monday. And for those who are listening globally on the Raiders app, if you do come in, the key points is to make sure you just get inside that app, follow the directions. As you said, it's less than five minutes and you'll have an amazing experience. Correct. And like I said, you can go to Raiders.com 
forward slash clear. You can watch the how-to video. It demonstrates start to finish how the entire process works. There's a link to the clear app. There's a link to an entire flow chart that tells you um, exactly how to go through alternate screening if you need to or how to make the decisions that you need to make well before game day in order to make your entry process as easy as possible. That's Dan Ventrelli. Dan, thanks for coming in and doing this. I know you have a busy day. This is a priority. Thanks for coming on our show to talk directly to the fans. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all you do for Raider Nation, JT. You got it. Dan Ventrelli, when we come back, Tom Flores, also Paul Gutierrez will join us, the Raider Insider, as we take a look at this roster, the addition of K.J. Wright, and the matchup begins. Baltimore in town, Monday night football, taking on the silver and black, and you'll hear it right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. You know what? I feel pretty good. You know, we obviously have a long way to go, a lot to prove. A lot of players didn't play much at all in the preseason. But um, we practice hard. We practice smart. We've had a lot of reps. So uh, I do like the, the nucleus of our team. we got a lot of guys that like football that are talented and young. And we've got some good veteran leadership. But we have a lot to prove. John Gruden did an exclusive interview with Vinny Bonsignor. You can see that today. In the Las Vegas Review-Journal, JT back with you, brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence every two weeks, and we got them throughout the entire football season. The VP of Risk Management over at the Superbook at the Westgate, Jeff Sherman, kind enough to join us. Jeff, let me jump in and talk college football first. The under in the Clemson-Georgia game, a bit of a surprise there on such a low total. And I'll follow it up with Florida State pushing Notre Dame to the limit. In overtime, walk me through those uh, two games from your book's perspective. Yeah, the Clemson-Georgia game, uh, we got a lot of Georgia money on that one, and we've even seen a lot of uh, money for them to win the title. So uh, that went the players' way, and like you said, the total uh, very low uh, defensive effort there. And for the Notre Dame-Florida State game, uh, a lot of sharps were on uh, Florida State. The public was on Notre Dame. That number settled at seven. And it was a lot of two-way, a very well-handled game, but it was really split between Publix and Sharp with that one. Where was the money when it came to UCLA at home at the Rose Bowl over LSU as they pulled away late? The Sharps were all over UCLA, and the public Mm -hmm. was all over LSU in that one. As you saw, that was one of our larger decisions where we needed UCLA, but you saw the line go from LSU 3.5 all the way down to 2. So you could see that basically reverse line movement uh, versus the ticket count and the money wagered in that game. Jeff Sherman's our guest from the Westgate. So I'm fascinated by Dallas at Tampa Bay. Line move, it opened up minus six. I see it eight at a lot of spots across the board. Where do you have it now, and do you expect this line to continue to move because of the uncertainty of the Cowboys, COVID issues surrounding the team, and Tampa Bay being at full strength? Yeah, that's why we're sitting at eight right now. It cut Mm -hmm. through that seven number. We did open six and a half, and we're sitting at eight right now. And it's because of what Prescott was dealing with with his multiple injuries in the preseason, plus the COVID issues with Dallas. And the public is really siding with Tampa. And they're, they're starting with teasers in this game, connecting it to other games on Sunday. So uh, I know if, if Dallas were to win the game, it would be very big for the books. There's going to be a lot of Tampa support all which way on this game. So I can see it creeping up a little bit higher than it is right now. Jeff, a couple of games I'm looking at here. One of your perspective from the Westgate Chargers 
opened up two-point favorite, now down to one, I believe. Tell me about that game for the Chargers opening up before they have Dallas at home for their home opener. Long trip to Washington. Justin Herbert going up against arguably the best defensive line out there, total 44-and-a-half. Yeah, it's, it's funny because these are two very public teams in the Super Bowl future pool right now. Uh, we're seeing a lot of money on both. Uh, and the Chargers did start out with some support in this game, but we've been seeing a lot of Washington support lately, and we're currently sitting at pick on this game. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Washington go off favor. Wow, pick them over at the Westgate. Jeff Sherman, VP of Risk Management. We move on to the line change initially from Indianapolis, minus two to where you have it now with Seattle as a, a road favorite going into Indy. Two teams, I think, very evenly matched. A lot of distractions for Indianapolis in the offseason where Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson seems to be stabilized here as they got him an offensive lineman. But that defense, I don't think, has been as good as it's been the last four or five years. How do you see that game? Yeah, and what we've seen a lot of line movement in this, like you said, going from Colts 2.5 or 3 to Seattle minus 2.5. And, and uh, it's been all the Wentz issues and their offensive line issues and just COVID and injuries. And Indianapolis has been dealing with so many things this preseason. And uh, we'll see if Wentz is ready to go in week one. I mean, they're going to get him out there, but it might take him a couple weeks to be a Carson Wentz like we've seen in prior years past. So we've seen that line movement, and the public is still siding with Seattle, currently sitting at Seattle two and a half. Jeff Sherman, as we wrap it up, uh, can you tell us about the Rams in Chicago? As that line moved here a little bit, the Rams a big favorite at home as I'm looking across the board here in Vegas. Where do you have it? And Chicago coming in here, total on this moved up from 43.5. Where do you have it? I have it here at 46 across town. Yeah, in this game we opened, uh, when we first opened it up back in uh, May, we had the Rams a 6.5-point favorite. We're sitting at 7.5 now, and that's a lot of that has to do with Andy Dalton getting the start for the Bears and the public not buying into him. So, if you're looking to fade the Bears, you're probably only going to get a few chances till you might see Justin Fields in there. So the public is really lining everything up with the Rams. And almost like the Tampa game, we're seeing money line parlays, teasers, everything going to that. So that's going to be a real big decision for the house. And the total saw some sharp money today go over 44.5 and 45. So we are currently sitting at 46. And Jeff, finally, where we both reside in Vegas. Uh, Baltimore opened up five and a half, some sharp money coming in on the Raiders with a lot of Raider fans coming in for a three-day weekend in Vegas, pumping money from 20s to 50s on the Raiders potentially as they go into Allegiant Stadium for the first time with fans. What do you see? Where is the money going in this game as the Raiders host the Ravens? Well, so far the public is supporting the Ravens and tying a lot of things up to that Monday night game. You know, it's funny because we're seeing a lot of Raiders support show up right now for their season win total over for them to win the division, to win the Super Bowl. So all those future markets, it's really starting to show up. But so far in the game itself, not a lot of Raiders support, a little bit more on the Ravens. Even though the line has come down, uh, some sharp money did play, like you said, the, the Raiders plus four and a half. Couple other quick topics as we have Jeff Sherman, the Giants and the Dodgers. Giants took two out of three here. What do you see going forward the rest of the season? The Dodgers, I thought, would have surpassed the Giants by now. That doesn't that hasn't happened. They don't have a lot of time. Time's running out. Yeah, not much change in the in the World Series title though, with the Dodgers at five to two and the Giants at nine to one. Uh, you know, Dodgers being one game back of the Giants, there's still the expectation they'd be a small favorite if we had division odds up. But there, a lot of people think the Dodgers will still pass them by the end. And, you know, even if they get tied, the Giants have a tiebreaker as far as a record goes, but they would still do a play 
a playoff game or a play-in game, however you want to call it, to decide the division winner, uh, which would be in San Francisco if they do end up with the same record. So a lot of people still think the Dodgers will get through them, and hence the low odds for the World Series title. And finally, with all your golf insight and setting golf odds, Patrick Cantlay held on over John Rahm at the Tour Championship. Man, Rahm was coming strong. There were a couple of more holes there. I like Rahm, but he just ran out of real estate, and Cantley wins the $15 million. Yeah, and Rahm just couldn't make the putts like we saw him make at the U.S. Open, where he made, finished off and, and ran away strong at the U.S. Open. But um, Rahm is definitely ranked number one, as, oh, and there's a wide separation between him and the number two, three, four golfers out there. And I just got up next year's FedEx Cup title odds. Rom the six to one favorite, defending champ Cantley at eighteen to one. So great finish to the golf season. They're off this week on the PGA Tour. We return to Napa in two weeks, so they're going to sit back and watch the NFL Week One like everyone else. You got it, Jeff. Thanks for the time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Always appreciate it. All right, thanks, JT. Jeff Sherman, VP of Risk Management over at the Westgate. I still believe the best sports book in the world with the sharpest odds there. Period. Uh, Jay Cornegay and Jeff Sherman. Appreciate Jeff coming on. And we're going to give you that aspect of the show. We've added one more prognosticator, one more professional gambler into our group of four or five. So we'll give you that aspect that you need if you're betting football, college, or pro football, or anything else. 702-365-9200. I really appreciate Dan Ventrelli coming in studio. They wanted me in here today to talk about the Clear App. I'm pushing it hard. I'm pro Raiders. I'm pro-Vegas. I'm pro-Allegiant Stadium. I love this town. I want everything to work out perfectly. It's not going to work out perfectly unless you download the Clear app. You can tell by what Dan was telling us for over 10 minutes, what I've been telling you, that it's a priority inside the building. I'm 15 15 feet away from the business side. I've walked in there. They have people on the phones, people on the website. They want to make this great. We have the best stadium in the world. You see the new Vegas commercials? The greatest arena in the world in sports is Vegas. You just got to follow the protocol and download an app, the Clear app. Do this ahead of it so you can go in with the peace of mind and enjoy Monday Night Football.